everybody welcome into another episode of capital crossover you know i'm flying solo today as kyle j andrews uh you know just recording with my boy brian waters i mean i haven't we haven't had been on a podcast in a long time um you know back when we were talking about baseball it's been it's been a minute man yeah man it's uh shoot what 2021 ish i think it's so. definitely pandemic times <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It's definitely been a while because I was like, I think we did the Ravens show. Yeah, back when I had Mob Town Blitz, we did that. And mm-hmm. I think it was me, Gabby, Vasilios. It might have been us three, but I yeah. I did that with you, and then you came on when I had the main event sports show on Haps. Yeah. Came through there. Uh and that was when I was like super invested in the football, but here lately. <laughs> uh, I might be changing teams. We're gonna find out. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you. But oh, I've been getting criticized. Yeah, look, I, I know people have been getting mad at me. I was like, I've been making jokes. I'm like, man, I might switch up. I might might pick up the Lions as my next <laughs> I, I, I go is see if I don't go back to the Cowboys, it's wherever Lamar Jackson go, I go. That's what I'm saying. I hope Lamar, if if he doesn't go to the if he doesn't come back to Baltimore. I mm-hmm. want him to go to Detroit because it's like, all right. Ooh. Yeah, you you want me to tell you why? Because Detroit, look, Detroit, they got assets. And number one, they have they have receivers. It's like mm-hmm. if he wants to leave, he hits an open market. And I know the Ravens are going to franchise him regardless, try to trade him. The thing is, Detroit, they have, I think it's like two or three first-round picks this season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a win-win situation for both teams. Like, if he goes to Detroit, he's going to ball out. He has Jamison Williams there. You know, they'll be able to get a tight end in the second, third round. It's this guy, Michael Mayer, who's the uh, tight end for Notre Dame, right? I mean, he came through Notre Dame, really good tight end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they could boost that team up. I like I like the, uh, you know, weapons that they have around them. And then he would have Panay Sewell. You know, he would actually have a, a healthy offensive line that could actually, you know, protect them and be able to slide unlike in a Greg Roman system. So do you, you know. think, do you think this is the year they say we're going to get rid of Greg Roman because we have to keep Lamar Jackson here? Uh, they you have think, to, yeah, they, they have to give him. Lamar his pick too. Yeah. tell him, tell Lamar, Hey, look, whoever you want as our OC, as an OC, we'll mm-hmm. give you him. That's what, that's gotcha. what it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> they need to let him like dictate. I don't care what anybody said. I know like, People people don't like that, and they don't want. But I'm like, he's the greatest quarterback the Ravens have ever had. Talk and have, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I like Joe, and I like what Joe did for the Ravens. But Lamar is that guy, and they got to <laughs> give him anything he wants. And 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 to be fair, if anybody knows Kyle, his rookie Lamar's rookie year, he wasn't jumping on the bandwagon. He wanted to see him develop because you was Joe Flacco, Team Flacco, yeah, when I you was. was at the campus. <laughs> 
I was. And that was that was the thing. I was like, man, they need to get I thought I remember when they drafted Lamar, I said they should have gotten a receiver. I was very adamant about that. Cause I was like, man, Joe's not done yet. I was wrong, man. And I'll admit <laughs> that. I'll be the first one to admit that. Like, I'm not even mad that I know some people they hate going back on their word about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is you gotta admit when you're wrong. And I was very wrong. You know, I always liked Lamar, and I didn't. But the biggest thing was that I didn't think he would fit the Ravens because, like, the Ravens don't run things correctly with their offenses as we currently see. And I guess it's still playing out. So, I mean, we were both right. It was like, look, Lamar, I wanted them to develop, but I wanted them to develop in a real offense. I wanted Lamar, you know, learning those three-step drops, those, you know, seven-step drops, whatever you needed them to do. But, you know, that that is – I I mean, talk about being wrong. I was wrong about Chris Davis and Joe Flacco. I wanted both of them to get their bags. We saw what happened, and mm-hmm. here I go again. But I want to see Lamar Jackson get his bag. I want to see him win a Super Bowl, and I want to see him win it here so we can have, you know, a black quarterback bring a Super Bowl to this city of Baltimore. And so, But I, I love watching him play. I love the human being that I see. And so I'm rooting for him. So if he, if he goes, I go. Yeah, it feels like, you know, like every time I see Lamar, I'm like, I see a kid that remind he reminds me of somebody that's from over West, you know, yeah. like, like I see Lamar and I'm like, yeah, he, he's one of us. Like he isn't, he doesn't feel like he's from Florida. Like when he's right. in Baltimore, like it's like that dude is, he's going to pick up chicken boxes. He's up at, in Randallstown getting, um, the getting, whole city and County embraced him, man. Yeah. And, and it's wild. Like I've never seen an athlete like that in my, in my lifetime in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Except for Adam Jones, I guess mm-hmm. Adam Jones was the other one, but like beyond him, no one. I mean, like Ray, yeah, it's like yeah, cool. Ed, yeah, I mean they they embraced it, but it's like you got the you got black. They still felt like they had the, that aura around them, right? They yeah. still felt like celebrities versus the other two you named, Lamar Jackson and Adam Jones. Yeah, they feel feel like celebrities, but they feel like they touch them. Yeah, you know, Tory, like Tory just, Smith too. He, I, oh, he, most definitely Tory yeah, Smith. Yeah, Tory is def- definitely another one. He, I, I think he said on his podcast, he's like, "Man, I didn't seen that. Looked in everybody's face in Baltimore." <laughs> yep, exactly. I've never seen an athlete out more than more than Tory and and Adam. Honestly, they, you know, I remember when Tory was doing his basketball charity event down yep. down in the arena, and you know, everybody showed up for that. Adam was there. I remember Joe Flacco was sitting on us on the sideline at. I think it was when uh, Joe had like messed his knee up. He's out there walking, and everybody's like, "Yeah, is Joe? Is Joe? Are you coming back?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I'm just here for Tory's event." <laughs> but Tory, Tory had everybody. Everybody loved Tory, but that's how I feel about Lamar. It's like this dude. It's a Baltimore is a sixty percent black city, and you got a black quarterback. That's that's amazing. That's like yeah. you know. It's like I see Philly, how they embrace Jalen Hurts, and I feel like Jalen Hurts, he feels like he's a Philly Philly dude. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's that embrace that I feel like you get from a city when you represent that city, when you look like the people that are in that city, that's that's huge. So, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I know we, we talked about a lot about football, but this is a basketball podcast. <laughs> and number one, I know you're a big Lakers fan, and – Unfortunately, yes, I'm we're Wizards fans on this show, but we talk NBA and uh number one, 
what's going on with your Lakers, man? I know they 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 were struggling at first. Then they they seemed to pick things up. Then they started struggling again, and then now somehow Lakers are you know not far off uh, out of a play in spot. They're only a half game back from uh, who was it, the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and they're only nine games out right now. So. What do you, what do you think is the thing that the Lakers need to fix? I know Russell Westbrook's been playing better off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you got LeBron playing at an all time high like usual. That's that's just what Bron does. Um, and then of course AD still trying to make it back from that injury. You know, I don't want I don't want to see uh, street clothes, Davis. I want to see the real AD, and I know he can hoop. So, what do you think that the Lakers need to do? Do you think they need to make some trades during the during the uh, before the deadline? They they probably do. I just think that if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, man, that that streak they went on a series of games where he tore it up. I think he was like Player of the Month or Player of the Week. We get that Anthony Davis, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? When him and LeBron James, they already won a championship. People can talk about the bubble championship all they want. The way I look at it is, it can go twofold because. As much as people can say, yeah, but they didn't have to travel, but you still had to deal with being in the same place. You had to be in a bubble. Like Paul George talked about the mental health aspect. So it's a mental health aspect to either way. So you can say it was harder. Um, Obviously, those talking, most of them never played. So, you know, when LeBron and AD are both healthy, they proved that they can win. You know, granted, they had a better supporting cast. I don't know why the Lakers got rid of that supporting cast, mm-hmm. but I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. I've been a fan of his since he was in Oklahoma City. I, he always reminded me of Kobe, that dog in him, you know, and I think he gets a bad rap. I loved him in D.C. Actually, that's the only Wizards jersey I own <laughs> is Westbrook's. Uh, and I felt like, you know, they kind of got started a little too late but I thought they could have did some damage if they had just maybe one more piece when he was in DC. And I think that, you know, if you do get the ball rolling, you get Anthony Davis healthy. I think the Lakers will be in the mid, like the five or six seed and anything can happen in the playoffs. But I just think it's going to take, you know, I, I believe they might need some, another shooter or two, but I also wonder about LeBron James, like, you know, how much can he, um, how much, can he take on you know what I mean because he's 38 years old so like how much can the body hold up no that uh, that I agree with I mean like the Lakers they had the talent right like we talk about on this podcast all the time like just the the talent that you need to be able to compete in this league um is is at an all-time high right Mm -hmm. so number one you've seen teams that like in the past, like if you, if you told me that the Lakers that have Russ, LeBron, AD, all these other pieces, Darvin Ham's a coach who I think Darvin Ham is a hell of a coach. I love, that's, I love Darvin Ham. That's why I believe and, in him. And I think they, you know, you're telling me that that team is 19 and 22 at this point in the season. That's crazy to me. Like if you had told me that before the season started, cause I mm-hmm. thought the Lakers were sure fire going to be like, a seventh seed or something. But okay. then even the Suns don't look right. The right. Warriors don't look right. And then you got teams like the Jazz sneaking up on people. I mean, the Jazz are outstanding. I mean, they've been playing outstanding basketball, and still somehow they don't have a 500 record. Mm-hmm. They're 21 and 23. And then the Clippers haven't looked right. The Mavs, are, you know, 
they're okay. I mean, they they're not no, none of these teams are that impressive this season. Right. And then on the Eastern Conference side, we're we're talking about the only the only team that's to me that's super impressive are the Celtics. And I hate oh, definitely. because I cannot stand the Celtics. And I know you can't stand the Celtics either. I don't okay. so here's the thing, right? As a Laker fan, I don't like the franchise. But man, Jason Tatum, I want him in a Lakers uniform. I know. <laughs> he he was he was supposed to be a Laker, man. He was supposed to be a Laker. I still it's like, yeah, Lonzo at the time I thought was the right pick, but Jason Tatum, the way that they developed them, that yeah. dude, like they Listen, did. And really I, I love Lonzo, but because we did win, I will never argue that trade. We got one. You know what I mean? It's hard mm-hmm. to get a championship. You look back in 2004, right? They basically did what they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton. And what did it do for them? Nothing. You know? So. And then even in 2013, getting Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, yeah, nothing. So the fact that, yeah, we gave up a young core, but that's what the Lakers do. You look at the Showtime series, you'll see that they get the big money players. And getting Anthony Davis, if it brings me just one championship, that's more. Because do we know that we would have got a championship with that young core? We don't know. And you had an agent, LeBron James, he's trying to win now. So if it was mid Le- yeah. like LeBron in his at 30, maybe, you know, but LeBron at what, 34, 35? Nah, he's trying to win now. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. Like LeBron has every right to to be able to say, hey, look, I want to win right now. Mm-hmm. Why why would he come to the Lakers if he thought, oh, I'm not gonna win? And and that's the thing, right? Because in order to him to add to like that legacy, like to me, you gotta throw his jersey up in the Raptors. In order for you to justify it, he had to win and that's exactly what he did he won the title mm-hmm. and he has to win and i mean i think like some people might say oh yeah if lebron wants his lakers jersey retired he's gonna have to win another one do you do you feel that no it's hard to win a championship and look at the competition uh you looking at people like steph curry kevin durant especially in the super team era but mm-hmm. when you had a team like the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who may never get a championship. People think they're built to win. I just don't think that's a franchise that's meant to win. And I hope I'm not <laughs> eating my words come May, June, but I just I don't, don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you'll be eating your words. That team, <laughs> and I and that's the thing. I want I want the Clippers to be good. You know why? Because I don't. My boy I want them out of on, L.A. <laughs> well, See, I, I, they, they should be in San Diego. They should be in San yeah. Diego. I agree with that. But like, and, you know what? Joe they're going to Inglewood, though. He, he, John Wall. It's only one place for him, man. It's only be, one place. He should have been in DC. Yeah, I I don't know if it was just the ego, or you know, you, you would know better than I would. But he so, should be a wizard. So this is this is my biggest thing about Wall, and I think like him being injured just was like him getting injured, getting out of. I think he. I can't remember. I think he was getting out of bed, and he like tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a terrible thing for him. And then, you know, Ted Leonsis is like, "Oh, John's throwing up gang signs, blah 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 blah." Let's get get rid of him. You know, you want me to tell you something about Ted Leonsis? Ted didn't care when John was John was throwing up gang signs way before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was good, he didn't care. But as soon as he did that, they were like, "Oh, this, he's a terrible guy. He doesn't care about the city." All this, and it was like this dude has done so much for that community. Like, yep. 
John Wall is, you know, what I feel like Ted Leonsis is, is like, he, he wants Bradley Beal to be that, mm-hmm. but you got rid of the one guy that everybody universally knew that that dude was for this city. He was for DC and every, I mean, shoot, John Wall was in the bars in Baltimore. I remember running into him one time. <laughs> John was just, you know, just chilling at the bar and he, I, I ran into him Yeah, and like, this dude, I mean, he was just a down to earth guy. He doesn't doesn't care about you know being around too many people. He's just out and about. I mean, he he came to Camden Yards throughout the first pitch. He had a he had a Cal Ripken jersey on. Him and mm-hmm. uh, Adam Jones dapped each other up, and then they talked for a little bit. And I'm like, man, this is this is the type of dude that you want. He brings a region together. Everybody yeah. in Baltimore was like, oh yeah, I like the Wizards because of John Wall. They weren't, I mean, or Gilbert Arenas is one of the two. But the people that were Wizards fans in Baltimore were like, those are the two Wizards that that made me a fan of this team. Now, at this point, I'm like, I don't want to root this team sometimes. Like, I watch them, and I'm like, I'm I'm frustrated weekly. But mm-hmm. John Wall, should he should have been a Wizard. Shoot, he should have been a Wizard this offseason. They have no point guard. They have Monty Morris, and I like Monty Morris. But and I like Will Barton, but there was a need at point guard that they needed to address, and they still have yet to address it. And the one person who could have came in and fixed everything, who still wants to be back in DC, despite you know, tag- you can see it. Yeah, I know our homie Karita Parks had uh, shot a video of him talking about that, and you know, the together the, the take I got from it was, it's th- this is still my city. How many people say that, you know, they leave a town, you could see him like you almost, you could see the hurt because it was like, he was betraying. Like I got the wrong Jersey on like, yeah, I'm supposed, I got a job to do, but this is home, you know? So it's unfortunate. And hopefully they make that right. You know, I thought, man, I thought that team, I, I remember when I was working up North, and I was surrounded by a couple of Wizards fans and they took a drive to Baltimore, I mean, DC to go to the game because they was like, man, like this was the year when Paul Pierce hit the three. No, the year before. Yeah. Paul Pierce hit the three. It was the Wizards and the Bulls in the first round. I think that's the year. The, yeah. The Bulls won. And then next year, I remember Paul Pierce was on Mike and Mike. And he was like, the reason why he came to DC was because he felt like they was just like one part away and he felt like he could help, you know? So it was just, I mean, that team was special. Yeah. That know? was like the, what was that? The 2016, 2017 team that had, um, it was the team that it cooked that one game. I think it was game six. It cooked, uh, yeah. cooked the wizards. It was like 54 points. I, I think he scored against the wizards. Mm-hmm. I was just like, they're done. Oh, and I think that might have been game seven, actually. That I'm telling you, I've never been angry at a basketball game. And yeah. I was I was like, you know what? I need to stop getting so upset about this. I'm going to blow a, a blood vessel watching this Wizards team because they couldn't, they couldn't stop that man. I mm-hmm. was giving them buckets. And then a couple years later, he came to the Wizards. And I was just like, this is so bittersweet because, you know, I see IT, this dude, this is the same dude that cooked the Wizards a couple of years prior, and now he's back on a team, and then he's not the same player that he was. 
And I'm like, hey, we got an at IT Audubon. Like, yeah, let's go. And nice. I felt bad because he just had been through all those injuries. But, man, the Wizards, they just – that franchise just doesn't – they're allergic to winning. That's what it is. It's like they're allergic to winning. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an organizational issue. It's not like a – it's not like a one-to-one thing. It's not like all on one person. I don't blame it on just Ted. I don't blame it on just Tommy Shepard, the GM. I don't blame it on just Beal. It's an organizational issue, and I don't know if they if they built they built a Verizon or the Capital One Arena on like an old Native American burial ground or something like the team's curse. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's man, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I mean. Uh, I want to talk about something a little bit more positive. Uh, what What are some of the teams this season that have impressed you? I mean, I know we talked a little bit before. You haven't you haven't watched as many games this season, mm-hmm. but I know the past couple of weeks. I mean, you you had to have heard about Luca, had to have heard about D. Mitch, all those guys. Like, what what has impressed yeah. you, and what teams have impressed you? Well, I think uh, Cleveland is impressive because that's the team like. When let's face it, when LeBron left, before LeBron was there, they was irrelevant. LeBron comes back, or you know, they get drafted. Then he comes back, he's relevant. You know, they're relevant. Then he leaves, and they wasn't relevant. So for them to climb their way back into relevancy, I think is good. Um, another team, honestly though, is um, Memphis. I've been looking at them, but I I I like John Morant because he somebody who got that dog in him. But I do think uh, they're a team that I'm. I'm interested to see what happens in May and June because I could see them easily being like a second seed and say the Warriors are a seventh seed and they're still losing. I think they got to get over the mental, like, cause you know, Draymond knows how to press buttons and that's why he's one of my favorite players in the league. So, but uh, Sacktown, man, I love when the Kings are relevant. I wish the Lakers and Kings uh, will never, man, in my would, opinion. That would be fun, man. That would be yeah. fun to run that back because I feel like Sacramento, they got a they got a strong fan base out there, they too. They do. Well, you remember the Arco Arena was the loudest arena in the world mm-hmm. in 2001 and 2002. That was like, man, Chris Webber, um, Mike Bibby, you know, just that that trade for Jason Williams, for Mike, Mike Bibby for Jason Williams, that shifted them from a, a bottom-tier franchise, bottom-tier playoff team to a top-tier, and you know, it was fun, and it's funny because, like, everybody was Kings fans over back then. Nobody's Kings. Like, they were Kings fans of that moment where, you know, the Laker fans who were Laker fans then are obviously still Laker fans. But I always like watching, like, those videos. And I think maybe because, too, the Lakers came out on the winning end of it. But there's plenty of times, like, I don't watch that game seven. That was, like, you know, that year everybody knew whoever won was going to win the finals. No offense to the New Jersey Nets. But... You know, but um, Brooklyn's another team that's going to be interesting to watch as it gets deep into the playoffs. You know, I, I know the league. I'm pretty sure the league wants that Brooklyn Lakers championship because, oh, yeah. y- you know, it's LeBron and KD. It would be nice to get it this year. You know, it would be very dramatic if we do. But so those are some of the teams. Oh, and, and um, yeah, yeah, definitely Denver. Denver's a team, though. They give me Atlanta Hawk vibes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, like team. that the Hawks team that went, they won the yeah, they were the best team in the Eastern Conference, and then they were yep. just like couldn't quite get over the hump. They Never could get past the Eastern Conference Finals, you know. They they do give me that vibe, but I also say this: their talent level is significantly better. When you got oh, one, yeah. Nikola Jokic, and then uh, of course Jamal Murray's 
up and he's been back and forth in the lineup, but he hasn't been what he was in the bubble. No, and that that's yeah. the thing. I don't think I don't think he'll get back to that this season. I mean, you can. This is the thing. I'll say this: after you've had an injury, you can get back to the player that you've been, or you mm-hmm. might change the way you play. Like, I mean, Clay is good again. Like Clay yeah. didn't reinvent the wheel, but Clay also didn't have the most athletic game to begin mm-hmm. with. Clay was just yeah. great at moving all ball. Playing good defense and shooting. I mean, that was, me to shoot. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like I, I think a clay, clay to me is like a, you know, I would say if, if you if if Curry is their Michael Jordan, then Clay is their Scottie Pippen, most definitely. And then Draymond's yeah. their Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. I mean, it, it goes hand to hand. But like, that's the way I, I kind of look at them. I'm like Jamal Murray with that that injury going back to him. He didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like he hasn't had the same amount of time that Clay had to recover from his injury. Yeah. I think Jamal's not going to be ready until next season, and mm-hmm. and kind of deep in the next season because Clay didn't look right most of last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, until like later on, and I was like, "Dang, Clay's back finally!" But you know that that's what I think Jamal Murray's going to have to go through this year. It's going to be some ups and downs. It's going to be some growing pains, and like you know. I I look at John Wall like when you watch John Wall play, you don't see that same burst he used to have like with the with the jump, the leaping ability. Mm-hmm. But his speed's still there. He's still fast as ever, but he just yeah. doesn't have the the leaping ability that he once had. So I'm like, you know, these injuries that they're, they're crazy and they alter the outcome of seasons. So I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the Nuggets and I'm like, where where do they go from here? They have so many injuries too. It's like you got him, you got Michael Porter Jr., who's mm-hmm. perennially injured. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, Jokic like has had problems in the past with his with his uh, you know, his fitness, which I don't think he's had this year. Like Jokic has been the best. I mean, he he's looked like he's he's like coming for the title of best player of the league, yeah. and. You know, maybe he wins his third straight, you know, MVP. I don't I don't know if it if like, you know, it, it's gonna set some people off. I know a lot of people that don't like Jokic. They're like, he's not fun to watch. And then I'm like, have you watched Jokic play if you're saying he's not fun to watch? Mm-hmm. That dude's fun to watch. He's not he now he isn't as fun to watch as like Luca or like 38-year-old Braun. Like th- right. that's those are different, but like Jokic is still fun to watch. I've never seen a, a center that's bringing up the ball like this, hitting people. He's more fun up. than Tim Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's definitely more fun than Tim. Because Tim was just, like, doing layups and, you know, solid post moves and getting rebounds. Tim wasn't talking any trash. Mm-mm. Tim was just sitting there like, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. And then he get in people's heads like that by being nice. Yeah. Jokic is not like that. Jokic is a different – he's a different guy, like – you know, I see him talking trash. I see Luka, Luka man, it, it's like all the European players, they've just taken off. And, you know, just the international players as a whole have taken off. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we got Giannis. We got Luka. We got Jokic. We got Embiid. I mean, how how much better do you think the league is going to get? And do you think it's almost time for the league to expand because of all these international players taking over? Cause it's too many guys. Like I think you got you got to move it soon. Like somebody has to come open somewhere. So you think they will be going to expand to a different country? 
well expand to a different city well def- definitely more cities i think that i personally think that seattle supersonics need to come back and then yeah. you need to get vegas back i mean you need to get vegas in the mix yeah i think vegas is definitely getting in the mix you know everybody want to tap out there you know especially everything that's developing um and i wouldn't mind like why did the sonics leave you know and, and you know certain things just like why are you moving you know what I mean? Like you think about the Charlotte Hornets, all those years we was without them. You know what I mean? So, and it's just certain teams, just their colors, like they just make great apparel, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm older than you. um. So, but like. Look, I got my I was, Hornet snapback somewhere in here and I'm a Wizards fan. And I had this <laughs> one, the Hornet snapback, the 90s and, one. Yeah, you know, most people had the starter jackets uh, for the Supersonics. Most people had the Ray Allen jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the or the um you know the Sean Kemp throwback jersey. Even when so. like KD was there that first year when he was a rookie, I'm like, man, could you imagine? I wonder how much like a KD Supersonics jersey is worth. Yeah, or Westbrook because Westbrook yep. was definitely oh, drafted yeah, by right. the Sonics. Yep. Yeah. So that would be interesting. I think Harden was like the first one. <sighs> That's another yep. thing, man. They would have they would have kept that team together in I Seattle. Know. You know. <laughs> no, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm like these these expansion teams need to I, I want to see some of them come back because I want to I want to see the supersonics come back because I'm like what if like the end of his career KD's like oh yeah I want to go I want to play one year in Seattle I mm. start my career here and then I end my career here in Seattle yeah do you think we'll see the days of players sticking with one team I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna expand over the years. Like I think more and more players are gonna stick with one team just because they're rewarded for it so much through their contract. You know, like yeah. Bradley Beal like, is getting mm-hmm. paid as much as humanly possible just to stick with the Wizards. And he's he's like, I'm not taking any less money. I'll stick with the Wizards. I'll play with this with this horrible organization <laughs> so I can, you know, I'm gonna stay I'm I'm loyal to it. Damian Lillard, he's not leaving. Yeah. I, I yeah. see Giannis. Giannis had a chance to go to the Warriors. People forget about that. Mm-hmm. Giannis could have went to the Warriors. He was like, nope, I'm staying in Milwaukee. I look what at, about like, Ja Morant? Yep, Ja, I think, will stay in Memphis. Ja bleeds Memphis, man. It's like, yeah. I look at Ja, he gives me the same kind of energy that, like, AI gave back in the early 2000s with, yeah, like, with Philly. And, you know, he might not be from uh Memphis just like AI wasn't from Philly but they 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 bleed that city mm-hmm. and so I look at those two I'm like I think I, I look at Ja he's gonna stay out Jokic is gonna be in Denver forever I don't see him ever leaving yeah Ravens um, take note do the same yeah way honestly on. sign sign your boy sign your mm-hmm. boy to a long-term deal that's what you that's what they gotta do uh, it's, it's two people that shouldn't have never wore another uniform I think you know who I'm going to say. Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis. I mean, um, every, yep. you know, granted, Suggs got another Super Bowl ring, but they shouldn't have never worn another uniform. Yeah, and that's barely, how I feel. barely got another Super Bowl ring. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and that's how I feel about a lot of these players in the NBA, right? You know, it would, as much as, like, I personally as a fan benefited, LeBron should have stayed in Cleveland. Uh, you know, Wade should have stayed in Miami. Should Should Bron have stayed in Cleveland? No, it's like part of me. This, this yeah. is the thing about Bron leaving Cleveland is that we got to remember Bron came straight out of high school, and I know Kobe did too. But like, mm-hmm. 
Bron kind of treated it like he was going like it was it was like going to college for him. Yeah, that's how yeah. that's what I said about me when I moved, went up north. To yeah, for a letter. So I, I I understood. So yeah, when you make that point, I mean, kind of like that for me too. Like being up in state college now versus mm-hmm. Baltimore. Like I had never left. I had never left Maryland. Yeah, and I'm up so here, you... so it's different. You know, like everybody, mm-hmm. you you get like, to spend time somewhere else, and you kind of soak that all in. That's what like if I know they was they didn't start there, but if Katie and Westbrook could have stayed together, man, we would have gotten uh, Thunder. Cavs finals. Yep. You know, we would have got it the next year, I think. I think they would have figured it out and they would have got there. I think if they would have kept James Harden, you know, I always thought they made a move on that way too fast. Oh, yeah. They should have got rid of Ibaka instead of Harden. I, I was like adamant about that. And I mm-hmm. remember when they did it, I'm sitting there because that, that was when I was in high school and I was like, man, I don't know about that because I started seeing the league kind of move to. And I know it didn't really take over until the Warriors started doing it when they were hitting mm. threes at a high level. But I'm like, mm. you know, oh, yeah. Russ is driving to the paint. He's kicking the shooters. James is out there. James could kick it to, K- to KD. And they could just surround themselves with a bunch of shooters on the team. And the thing is, like, you could you could go over the cap to sign your yeah, draft pick. So if they keep their draft in stock, I mean, in, in place, like, and you don't, you know, you could go into the luxury to keep your team. So I'm like, I don't understand why they sat there. And I, I think that was like right after the 2016 season where you could start to keep players together. But I'm like, dang, you guys should have kept all all these guys together. I have no idea why you would cha- trade James. And I mean, you might sit up here and say like he wanted his own team, but dang, that could have, they all could have eaten. They exactly. all would have been Hall of Famers. It would have been, you know, I don't get it. That's why I'm hoping that doesn't happen in New Orleans. New Orleans is an impressive team too. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like BI can stay with Zion. Yeah. Zion that, that was another team I forgot to mention. That's I, like, I like them. I like them a lot. And mm-hmm. last year I got to see them in person, but they man, this team this year versus last year is a it's a far cry. Cause like I only got to see BI, I think. And Zion was out, but they okay. played against the um this was down in New Orleans, and I got to watch him play against Milwaukee. But Giannis was also out, so oh, I just got man. unlucky. Got completely unlucky. But yeah, I'm just like, man, this team is so different than that team last year. They had they didn't have CJ. Mm. Um, they didn't. They you know I look at uh, you know some of the bench unit that they have. Like you got Herb Jones coming off the bench. I mean they got a they got a squad. I like Larry Nance, your boy. Larry yeah. Nance is on that team, so. That's it's a, a shame team. you you bring up CJ. It's a shame that uh, Portland couldn't keep them two together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Aldridge was there when CJ was like a rookie or something. Yeah, um, it's a shame they couldn't keep all of them together because I think they would have been. They might have got one. They might have got past the Warriors. Yeah, early um, on for sure. Yeah. I think early on they definitely could have gotten them because, like, I was looking at you remember you remember how everybody was like, who has the best backcourt? Back in like 2012, it was like 2012 to like 2015. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget people would throw up. It was like the Warriors, Trailblazers. You remember the Wizards had? Yep. Were like yes, yeah, us. It's EW Park guards, House of Guards with Beal and uh, Wall, and then it just you know wasn't the same after that. That's why I like playing on 2K sometimes when they put those teams on there. Um, and then I like following that account, Forgotten NBA uh, se- seasons. Yep. 
because you can see like that. You know, they actually got a podcast. Now. Oh, for real? Yes, and and they talk about like they have like players from like those teams that talk about like some of those teams. Oh, that's tough. That's definitely yeah. tough. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta jump in and listen to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brian, I want you to plug your stuff. I mean, we're we're almost about to wrap up here, but yeah. plug plug some of your stuff. I know you're doing big things <laughs> now. You know, big time. Yeah. Stay tuned to my social media at Brian H Waters. Um, I'll just say, uh, check out the Ring of Wrestling feed. We got a show on there every day of the week. Um, so make sure you check that out. You can catch me on a Masked Man on Mondays usually, where um, I produce that show and Shoemaker brings me in. Check out the Book of Wrestling, which I produce, uh, hosted by David Shoemaker. It's a nice narrative podcast on the Attitude Era of wrestling. So it catches you up. We tell the story of the Attitude Era through the catchphrases. Uh, make sure you check out the Wrestling Realm each and every Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. And then I'm also part of the Those Wrestling Girls franchise. Every third, every Wednesday, I'm on with Queen PR, uh, Justin Rich, and Siendal, where we talk, uh, you know, we tune up on um, TWG Fan Club. And then on Fridays, check out Krista B. and Crispa Contreras, Christina Contreras, where they do the um where they do the uh sound off and also check out the wrestling round patreon a minimum of a dollar you can catch uh, some of my articles about pro wrestling so if you're a pro wrestling fan i'm your guy google me at brian h waters and check out breaking through glass ceilings if you go into archives you can find my energy interview with the kyle j andrews and other folks hey i appreciate that brian and everybody else you can follow me at kyle j andrews underscore and i write for the cdt so that's about it. Thank you, Brian. I definitely appreciate it. and Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Appreciate you, and we'll have you back on soon. Yes, sir.